Episode 77 for August 2009. Welcome back to our last show for August, gang. We're going to finish out the month by answering your dozens of questions from the message board. And we started off by taking a question from T.S. Chan. And his first question is for J.R. Out of all the Spider-Man villains, who do you think needs to be revamped and why? Um, I think uh, Matt Gargan. Yeah. Whether or not he's Scorpion or Venom, he needs to be revamped. Here's one of Spider-Man's oldest villains. Uh, he's, uh, he was originally created to be, when he was the Scorpion, to be Spider-Man's equal. Uh, Norman Osborn even trusted him to initiate his backup plan should he ever get captured, as we saw during the first 12 issues of Marvel Knights. Uh, and when he first became Venom, he, Venom, he said, I've got a whole lot of hate to feed this thing. Mm-hmm. So Matt Gargan should be one of Spider-Man's biggest villains. However, he, whether he's Scorpion or Venom, he's a, an easily defeated putz. Who do you and, uh, who do you like him better as? Uh, Venom. Yeah. Because partly because I I I I got tired of the Eddie Brock one, uh, but he's just you know like I said he's an easily defeated putz anymore, uh, and and he shouldn't be. I mean he shouldn't be. So that's so Matt Gargan is the one who I think needs a revamp. Yeah. Uh, next question is for Stella. Do you think the comic book industry needs more female writers and artists, and why? Um, definitely female. Writers, uh, I think artists, people have started pouring in, I believe. I've been seeing more female names um, now. But writers, I mean, there's a debate now, I think, on the boards, and someone even asked me this question, you know, why are female characters butchered? And I honestly believe it's because the majority of male writers do not really understand the female psyche. And so I think if we brought more in, they might be able to actually write a decent female character. Now, I do want to say that there are a handful of exceptions, either that there are female writers that could not write a decent arc like Jody Bacolt. I was so disappointed in your Wonder Woman beginning arc and then there are men that actually do have a good handle on um, how to write like Chuck Dixon um, the guy who was writing Manhunter. Kevin, you'll know that guy's name. Mark Mark um, Yeah. And Stereo so, nonetheless. I mean, so, I mean, that's my answer. I think, yeah, in order to get good female characters, I think sometimes there needs to be a good female writer. Uh, Kevin, personally, I love Ultimate Spider-Man 166. For those that don't know, this is the one without any talking. Just use verbal emotion to tell a story. How hard do you, how hard do you think it is to write that type of issue and why? And you don't read Ultimate, do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say nobody's read number 166 because they only went up to number 133, Brad. Oh, I'm sorry, 133. That's 166. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, I actually haven't read 133 yet because I'm reading, uh, you know, I read Ultimate Spider-Man in trade, so I haven't gotten that one. But I have read this type of issue before. You know, JMS did one uh, during the whole Nuff Said month that Marvel had. Um, I think it has got to be really hard to write one of those silent issues. Um, you got to trust your artist Absolutely, because the artist has to completely tell the story and get everything across. And it's just, 
it, writers are all about dialogue. It's hard to get everything across mm-hmm. an entire issue without dialogue. I really admire the guys that can pull it off. Uh, Zach, dude, Clone Saga, out of the character from out of the character from that era. Which one do you think is going to be screwed by the webheads? Ben, Kane, or Aunt May? <laughs> <laughs> well, Aunt May's already been screwed, but yeah. not by the webheads. Um, uh, ben. Yeah. Oh, but, I got, I got, I got faith in them. I think they'll do Ben well. I, I hope so. I really hope so. Although it's probably going to be pretty easy to screw up Kane. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they screwed up Kane, but no, I, I don't want them to screw up either one, either character. But if they, it, it, they could do either one. Mm-hmm. But they did bring J.M. DeMathis in to write Kane, so that's a really good first step. Um, Very good first step. Now, if they build off of what he's done, will be yeah. will be will be a business. Now, if they don't. Which is a good possibility. Um, I might cry a little. But you've been <laughs> wanting this for ten years, dude. So you got—they're throwing you a bone. Yeah, they're throwing me a bone. Yeah. I'm gonna take it. And I'm gonna—I'm gonna gnaw on it for a little while. Kind of like your dog. So yeah. Exactly. Uh, last one to me. In eleven years of having this website, what do you say has given you the greatest thrill about having it? Uh, I'm talking to him right now. All these friends I got on the line. So. Oh, <laughs> big group hug. Uh, I know I just tried a man tear. You, you just did a, you just did a what? A man tear? I just cried a man tear like oh. Michael Bailey did earlier. Is that, is that a crocodile tear? I don't know. Uh, Spider Pool 279 from Bruns Chick or Bruns Wick, Maryland. Bruns Chick. Uh, Michael. <laughs> Have you uh, been picking up since Sinister Spider-Man or Mr. Negative, and what do you think of them? Um, no, unfortunately, I just haven't had the money. It, it's not a lack of interest. I just really don't have the money to pick up a lot of extra books right now. So, uh, but I, but I am, but I'm wanting to hear Spider-Pool's thoughts on it. So maybe he can. I, I've, the, uh... I've bought both of them, read both of them. They're both horrible F's on all of them. Ha-ha! Really, they're right. bad. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? They're they're really Jesus. God, they're not. Are they? You know, it has to be like it has to be like a child killer of a comic. <laughs> for Brad that. Good uh, lord! No, really, it's real bad. And you know, I don't like no, Pachalo, but man, they're horrible. Yeah, Pachalo's are ass. What Jr. I was just about to say. I mean, that's one reason I don't pick up miniseries anymore is because they are almost uniformly bad mm-hmm. uh and they almost ne- you know i mean there are exceptions like uh lee weeks's uh, death and destiny and yep. dan slot's spider-man and human torch uh but more often than not they don't make any blips on the on the continuity no. and they're bad they're they're real bad both of those are really bad uh stella what is your take on marvel rebooting the entire ultimate universe um I don't really, there were a few times that I read into the Ultimate Universe. Generally, rebooting sort of annoys me. If it's rebooting for a good reason, then I can see it. But sometimes, I mean, why can't you just continue on the path that you started? But that's just my opinion. JR, with Amazing 600 hype come and gone, do you feel that the issue lived up to its milestone issue number? Uh, as a comic book, yes, it did because of uh, how much material we were given. We were also given uh, one of Spider-Man's greatest villains in the major story, which mm-hmm. was actually about three comics, regular comics long, was drawn by John Romita Jr. Uh, you know, the stories themselves weren't necessarily great, but I think 
the what Marvel gave us and for the price they gave us uh, gave it to us. I think it was a, a good anniversary issue. You know what I meant to ask everybody? Did anybody buy the variants on six hundred? I bought all of them. No. No, I, I bought know. two. I mm-hmm. bought one of them. I got the Alex Ross and I got the Ramita Senior cover. They had specifically held back. They got one Ramita Senior cover in, and they mm-hmm. held that one back for me. So I got that one. So you got Ramita Senior, awesome. Uh, Kev, yes. I just got the Alex Ross cover. And Michael, which ones did you get? I just got the um, the John Ramita Junior. The right. the the Alex Ross was a variant, and the way my comic shop works is that they randomly put it into a hold box as customer. Uh, customer's mm-hmm. box, and I just uh, I didn't get the luck of the draw on that one. Stella, which one did you get? Um, not the variant, the one where he's in front of a skyscraper, the regular oh, one. Ramita Jr. Okay, uh, Kevin and Zach, you both tag team. What? Well, wait a minute, you both tag team. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. You both tag team to take down Sir Spidey. How long does it take before he's unconscious? <laughs> Well, well, that won't take Brad into the mix, and he'll be crying to his mommy before oh, long. Oh, well, there you, go. There you uh, go. Kevin, what did you think of the Witchblade TV series, and would you recommend it to someone who hasn't read the comics? I absolutely would, because I saw that before I ever read any of the comics. That's kind of what got me interested in Witchblade. It's it's not really all that faithful to the to the comic, but it was. I rewatched it recently on DVD, and it held up surprisingly well. I enjoyed it. I'd definitely recommend checking but it out. Chick, it doesn't even look like what's her name. No, it's not a whole hell of a lot like the comic, but it was a it was a pretty darn entertaining TV show. Uh, last one for me. I was recently on a podcast and was wondering if you could pimp it for me, since you were so great at it. It's the name of the podcast is of Mercs and Mutants. It's a Cable and Deadpool podcast, and the episode that started with co-host was episode six. So Mercs and Mutants, look for it on iTunes. Straight up. He also says, thanks for all the hard work each month and you guys, and let's hope we're around to see the 50th anniversary of the site. Whew! Mercy. Welcome back to the Crossfans <laughs> Podcast. These motion comics, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> They're still doing those. Uh, if JR was still around, he'd say, that Terry Kavanaugh. <laughs> all right, Funny K. No, Scott. we 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 took off Jr.'s head. It's in a jar, and he's just there. <laughs> like future, yeah, like Futurama. Yeah, dispensing, <laughs> dispensing wisdom to those who seek it. A funny K. Speaking of, of George. Oh no, we weren't speaking of George. We we're speaking of Jr. Speaking of George, will he be <laughs> singing like last year? No, George didn't sing. Unfortunately, I don't know. He had a birthday party to go to, and it wasn't ours. So, but we appreciate George <laughs> calling in. But. uh Stella has busted out and straight up now. Tell me, do you really want to go ahead? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was actually that was actually was me and Bailey. Up and you were singing please, the uh, main thing. No, I was yeah, singing was... a little Paul Abdul, Stella. But go ahead, bust it out I if said, you got. Oh, oh, oh. That's that's part of the song. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that's. Uh, oh, okay, we gotta stop there. Okay, uh, <laughs> funny K, what do you think? Uh, what do those of you who read DC, so this one's not to me, think about the complete change in the Batman titles? Kevin, that sounds like you written all over it. Uh, I've been digging it. I think I've talked a little bit about this before. Um, I'm in the minority on not really caring for Grant Morrison's Batman and Robin, but I'm not a big Grant Morrison fan. But uh, Judd Winnick's uh, solo Batman title has been great, very character-oriented on Dick Grayson, who I love. Uh, there have been some hits and misses. Detective Comics has been wonderful uh, with Greg Rucka and J.H. Williams on Batwoman. I mean, absolutely brilliant. Um, 
Gotham City Sirens is okay. Streets of Gotham is is decent, but the Manhunter backup is worth it. Uh, Red Robin is decent, but I want to see where it's going. But overall, it's been worth checking out, and Batman has been the uh, the star of the bunch, I think. Okay. Oh, um, oh, oh. I've been <laughs> I've been reading the sort of the main four, I guess, Batman, Detective Comics, Red Robin, and uh, Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin annoys me because, to quote Sam Axe from Burn Notice, Robin is a bitchy little girl, and he I'm just so annoyed at him. Um, so that's going bye-bye. Red Robin has, I think, issue two has gotten so much better in the issue just of one space. Detective Comics, I like what they're trying to do with the art, but the fact that they all look like gothic people and emo people, just I can't I can't handle it as much. And I was pretty no excited one about Oh my gosh. I was so excited about um, reading about them. They're probably the only two lesbians beside Ellen, oh. Ellen DeGeneres that would, I actually enjoy. But um, I think that. <laughs> okay, what's right the name now, of this book um, again? <laughs> I need to put it on my pull list. I'm sorry. Detective Comics, Brad. It's got lesbian superheroines. Wow, you'll never see that in the spot of your purse. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, just Batman is my favorite right now. I think it's doing so well, and I'm just excited to see Dick Grayson. So. Yeah. And Mr. Bailey, Bailey has a Oh, um, yeah, I, I have to agree. I, I'm enjoying the books. Batman is my favorite. I'm, I'm, I like Batman and Robin. It's kind of a creative exercise on Grant Morrison's part. Red Robin, I think, is a good book. I just hate how they, how Dick and everyone else kind of hung Tim Drake out to dry. <laughs> Did you I mean, they just used the word Dick and hung in the same sentence. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So sorry. <laughs> At least I don't have the gay porn stash you do, Brad. Anyways, oh, um, no, but but seriously, but but, uh, <laughs> but beyond that, I I really like Red Robin Detective. There's a character named Alice whose all of her dialogue is uh, bits and pieces of Alice in Wonderland, which must have been mind-numbingly hard to write in terms of flowing that into the dialogue on, on Greg sure. Ruckus' part, but that's been awesome. Like to see, I'm liking the question. Uh, I did not continue uh, Gotham City Sirens, aka Cheesecake Gotham, because <laughs> I, I, I just the art was too cheesecake, and and as it's not that well, I you know like what I was saying. You know I hate cheesecake, but did you did you drop it after issue one or two? One. See, I thought two was a lot better than one. They got a lot more. Uh, they brought in Hush as Bruce Wayne uh, with Harley, and that I think they're playing that pretty well. And Streets of Gotham was good, but it feels kind of like redundant. Okay. Uh, you know, with with Batman being in so many other books. You uh, know, I just have to say that when you said that um, Gotham City Sirens was cheesecake, I was going to ask if the main characters had yeast infections or something. Wow! Oh wow! Oh, <laughs> good oh. Wow. Gotham City cool. Sirens, brought to you by Monistat 7. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens when we start talking about DC. All right. Going back to Marvel on this. Uh, JR and Brad, uh, what would you prefer? A major issue with your favorite villain shows up and it's poorly written, or a small issue with no supervillains and it's just a nice little adventure for Spidey? I think we, we're going to agree on this one, JR. Nice little issue with Spidey, is that what you think? Yeah, I think the story is the most important thing. Yeah, I agree. And Funny K, again, wishes us all a happy birthday, so thank you very much. And uh, Steve Rogers, uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
for Kevin. Oh my gosh. For Kevin, what are your thoughts on Burt Reynolds's, I mean, Ryan Reynolds and Alan <laughs> Jordan? And, and whom do you think would be good as Kyle Rayner? Uh, Ryan Reynolds is not the choice I would have made for Hal Jordan. I think, um, Nathan Fillion would have been perfect for the part. Uh, Brian Austin Green said he wanted the part. I think he would have been better. And of the last three, they got it down to Ryan Reynolds, um, Bradley Cooper, and Justin Timberlake, of all people, were the last three they were considering. I think Bradley Cooper would have been the best choice among those three. But I'll see how it goes. I don't know. I just think he's a little bit too on the everything's a comedy thing for Hal Jordan. But uh, Kyle Rayner, I think Milo Ventimita, what's his name, from Heroes, uh, would be a really good Kyle Rayner. Uh, I actually had a Photoshop version of him with the Kyle Rayner mask on at one point, and he looks perfect for it. Uh, next one for JR. Uh, I know he's. I know te- you've got one for Stella. I do. How do you keep from going? Yeah, how do you keep from going insane surrounded by all these geeks? Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't oh, even right. see that. Um, how do where I keep? That, well, yeah. I'm sort of. Where do? You, where is this? Is this like reading between the lines, literally? No, this. Um, this no. You I might printed, have to refresh print- it, Jr. Some of it's been deleted, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I printed this off uh, oh. on the ninth, and uh, there was a question for Stella. Well, uh, well. Answer, answer it, Stella. Who, how do you okay. go? Well, how I do you mean, go sane? Yeah, it's not that bad because I'm sort of a nerdy slash geeky person. So, I mean, we just all hang out, and it's it's fine. It's not that bad. Cool. Uh, for not Jr., who is? Te- <laughs> I know he is technically the star of all the Dark Rain books, Thunderbolts, and whatnot. But do you think a solo title or even a mini series for Norman or the Osborne family in general would work? Well, certainly not now because we've got about as much Norman Osborne as we can take. Uh, and then when Dark Rain is over, I think Norman should have a nice long rest. I don't think villains. I mean, an occasional mini series, maybe yes, but I don't think villains should be should have their own series. I mean, because villains are best uh, if they're not overexposed. And Norman yeah. is going to be very dangerously close to that. So no, I don't think he should have his own series. I think Dark Avengers is his own series. I think it works great in there. So mm-hmm. yeah, but that's not going to last very long either. I wouldn't think. So. And he'd he'd love to hear a conversation between Norman and Obadiah Stane. You, oh, my God. Do you have one uh, of those? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, hit it. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, uh, Norman Osborne to see you, sir. Norman Osborne? What the <laughs> hell does he want? <laughs> I, I really don't know, sir. Hiya, Obi. What do you want, Norman? Can a fellow businessman just drop in and say hi? Besides, I wanted to show you off my plans for a brand new glider. Ain't it sweet? It's going to kick your ass in the next military contract. <laughs> that old thing? Tony Stark built the same thing in the cave with a box of straps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Tony Stark. And thank God, uh, thank God, because I had to step over that fallen down drunk just to get past your receptionist. If you want him to live, you might want to turn him on his side so he don't swallow his own puke. <laughs> He's got your knickers in a uproar anyway, Baldy. Oh, Bald, ever since Patrick Stewart was Jean-Luc Picard, Bald is sexy. Beats that stupid washboard you call a head of hair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah? Well, I don't know how they're going to fit your tired, fat old ass back in your Tron outfit for the sequel. I need to imagine how many megabytes it's going to take to upload you. (laughs) Oh, my God, JR. You'd be better off trying to get in the new Spider-Man movie as the Kingpin. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah? 
Well, you were scarier without your mask in the first Spider-Man movie. Ah, uh, you got a point there. Want some Oscorn? <laughs> oh, round of applause for Jr. Oh, wow. <laughs> Talk about delivering it, Jr. That was awesome. Uh, Brad, I'd like to revise my favorite moment of the podcast in the past three years. <laughs> Holy crap, I would too. That was awesome, Jr. <laughs> oh, I'm crying. <laughs> Are you all right, Zach? Yeah, I'm okay. Okay. Well, you got, the next, you, you got the next question, Zach. <laughs> oh, that hurts. That hurts, uh-huh. Bailey. If you could choose to be unsurped from power, who would you choose, Joe Quesada or Jerry Jones? <laughs> okay. Let me preface this. Jerry Jones is the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I thought uh, I thought it was a girl that had a TV talk show. No, no it's Jerry Jones. I'm sorry. thing, personally. No, no. Uh, it's Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. It's a love-hate relationship for Jerry. I wouldn't uh, – they're both good at what they do. When they meddle, that's when they screw up. It's the best, that's the best diplomatic yeah. answer that okay. I can give because they're both similar. I wouldn't – I wouldn't usurp I – would, I would pull them back. I would pull the reins back on them. That's what I would do. Okay. Uh, raised from Crackletown – uh, is uh, questioning. It's what? It's Cackletown, not Crackle. Oh, it's <laughs> Cackletown. Oh, yeah, I've never been to Cackletown. Kevin, you ever watched the uh, J.M. Straczynski uh, Jeremiah show? Uh, no, I haven't. I've, I'm interested in it, but they've only got. It was a two season show, and in the past ten years, they've only put out the first season on DVD. So I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see if. For some random reason, they might release the second because I don't really want to watch the first half of it and not be able yeah. to find the second half. But I am interested. Zach, do you think the new miniseries of the Clone Saga will affect Six One Six continuity, or are they setting it up to be be used in another continuity? Um, going on, I can't really, I can't really make that that distinction until I've read the first issue. The Falco uh, kind of said that if we buy yeah, it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What DeFalco? I mean, you got to base off what DeFalco said. DeFalco said yes. If you buy it, it will more than likely set up a Ben Riley six one six series. I hope so. Um, but I mean, we don't know. We we don't. I can't. I mean, we we made some predictions about the future on this podcast, but uh, I can't really go into my my Zordon viewing globe and uh, and peer into God. the future. <laughs> okay, that's a reference. Um, his other question yeah. is, do you think the current Marvel regime is purposely screwing up the main Marvel continuity in order to drive readers to other continuities? No. no. I don't no. think so either. Uh, no, I mean, uh, go ahead, Michael. I, I think people kind of at this point, uh, you know, as much as I really didn't like what happened with OMD and BND, I think it's time to start to let the healing begin and kind of get over what happened because for right now it's what we got. Yeah. And complaining about it like the, in these terms isn't really going to solve anything. Uh, Kevin, if in, is writing Crawl Space as an alternate continuity from Ant May being shut onwards, but if you stepped into writing, a writing position right now, how would you retcon away OMD and BND? Uh, um, I would. I don't know. I would do a longer arc than I did in Crawl Space because. With that one, I just wanted to do one issue so we could get past it and get people into reading this because it's hard to get people to read fan fiction. Uh, I would I would do at least a six issue thing, and you'd have to have the main thing. No matter how you do it, is you have to have Peter Parker and Mary Jane beat Mephisto both figuratively and hopefully literally in the face. 
It's, <laughs> I think the readers deserve that climax. But, uh, you know, it's changing so much all the time, it's hard to say exactly what to do at any given point. But you just have to have them beat Mephisto, not just some, we figure it out, everything's back to normal. Greg XB, our buddy from Los Angeles, question for JR. If Emily Osborne somehow came back to life, what kind of effect do you think it would have on Norman? Well, that's a good question. I'm not sure I have a good answer. It depends on whether Norman is behind it or not. Mm -hmm. uh, if you wanted to see Norman Osborn crapping his pants, that might actually uh, be an interesting plot point. Uh, you could have Miles Warren be back and have cloned Emily to take as some sort of revenge thing for uh, Norman using him as a tool in the, uh, in the clone saga. Refresh but, me uh, how Emily died. I don't remember that. She died as a result of complications to giving birth to Harry. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. And, which is, uh, which is a, a alternate how they do it in Spec Spidey, in the cartoon. Because she's, oh, she's yeah, in that she's, cartoon. Yeah, she's alive, but there's something strange about her. So, mm. uh, uh, cause I don't idea. think she's talked, has she? She just kind of mutely sits there, and she's very yeah. compliant. Right. So, yeah. uh, but, I, I, you know, I, I think it would have an interesting effect on Norman. I think Norman, if Norman wasn't behind it, I think the, all the color would drain from his face. <laughs> mm -hmm. True. So. For Stella, aside... I mean, oh, go ahead, Jerry. I'm sorry. No, I didn't have anything else. Oh, okay. That was it. For Stella, aside from Mary Jane, which woman in Peter's life would be the best romantic match for him? Boy, you think from uh, Spider-Man 600 that it'd be Michelle Rodriguez since they just decided to shove her in his life. But I would yeah. probably say Betty Brandt because uh, several issues ago, and I believe it was her birthday or something, it really seemed like there was something going on there. And I'd like to see, since he is a uh, single swinging Spidey, how it would... Uh, how that relationship would pan out in this new age of Spider-Man. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you think Michelle Gonzalez is secretly Michelle Rodriguez from Lost? <laughs> oh, whoops. I apologize. <laughs> you know, uh, wasn't Betty Brant his first kiss? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think it was. Yeah. Under the table. Under, under the, the desk after after the big fight. It was awesome. Wasn't it the Doc Ock fight? My girl, my girl, I think. Anyway. my girl. For the group, the spectacular Spider-Man version of Tombstone as the big man of crime seems to be quite popular. Many have said that the show did for Tombstone what Batman the Animated Series did for Mr. Freeze. Do you think that this version of Tombstone would work in the comics if they decide to revamp him? I think so. I think Tombstone's always been a good villain. I loved his spec Spidey stuff back in the day. Well, actually, here's the thing, is, is that Tombstone was a good villain to begin with, and Mr. Freeze always, always sucked. Mm -hmm. uh, and when the, the Batman animated series revamped him and made him some uh, kind of a credible threat, uh, then, uh, then he became an interesting character with his backstory. It wasn't just a guy that was in an accident and was mad at Batman. Tombstone has a great backstory. You know, they really fleshed him out as a villain. So... Trying to retread that, I don't think it would work, and I don't think the comparison works either. Well, and I would agree with that. With uh, Mr. Freeze, they really took what was uh, integral to his character already and made it better, fleshed it out more. Uh, but Tombstone, they really just—they've done a completely different character in the cartoon. They couldn't—they uh, couldn't use the kingpin like they wanted to because of rights issues, from what I've heard. And they're using Tombstone in that place. And that's not really what Tombstone is in the comics. I don't think. I think if you put him in there that way, it would be just a complete left turn for the character. And I don't think it would work <laughs> nearly like the Mister Freeze thing. Okay. Uh, Spider Boy. Does, does, oh, go ahead. 
Because Tombstone was always a thug. He never really was a businessman. I, I just really dug that storyline spec where he uh, uh, framed Robbie and Robbie went to jail. I thought that was a really good story. Spider-Boy from uh, Scotland to all except Spidey-Dude, as his answer is clear. Who would you class as your arch enemy in real life? My goodness. My wife. Sir Spider. JR, do you say your wife? Man. Yes. Oh. (laughs) It's a love-hate relationship with you two, isn't it? Mm. I'd have to say procrastination is my my enemy. I always put off stuff too much. Uh, Kevin, do you have an enemy? I'm trying to think. I don't really have an answer for this one. Stella, who do you got? Um, well, you just said like an inanimate object, so well, I, I can... you can do it. You can... Yeah. Oh, okay. I would like to say my arch nemesis is female nudity in films because I just I just don't like it. Well, that's that's my I I love. Would that. you prefer male nudity? <laughs> no, you do. Would you prefer male nudity more than male nudity? I mean, yeah, she loved Watchmen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, "Yeah, I don't want to watch anything with the big, big, giant blue dong." I'm like, "Well, don't look for it, and you won't, you won't notice it." My, uh, Michael, uh, <laughs> follow Mo's the dong. South. God, how can you? God, why did Zach? You you protest too much with all your talk of balls and penises. Um, <laughs> good lord, my, my arch enemy is Mo's Southwest Grill. Oh, I can't stand that place. I'm sorry. They're burritos. I don't eat them near as much as I used to because I don't want to die when I'm like 45 of a heart attack. But my God in heaven, every time, every once in a while, I hear the call and, and have to answer it, and it, it makes me feel weak. All right, Kevin. Before we move on, you got an arch enemy? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm to sitting all, back here thinking I'm not as funny as you guys. If if you were to write a what if story, what title would you choose? Um. Um, can I answer this real yeah, quick? Hop in. Anybody hop in when they want. Okay. What if Michael Berry married Spider Girl? Michael Berry. AKA me. Michael Bailey. Who's oh, Michael Bailey. Bailey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what if Michael Bailey married Spider Girl? Okay. AKA uh, me. Uh, cheated on again? What the? Um, <laughs> this is a what if. What if? It takes place in an what, alternate. I got universe. one. What if Michael Bailey got a divorce and he lost everything because he was cheating? <laughs> Yo, cheat. Uh, okay, uh, Michael, your uh, what on if? A, uh, my what if is what if uh, Venom was that woman that lost the baby Ooh, that'd be during great. a fight with Spider-Man. And, yeah. and to see David Michelini play that one out mm-hmm. and see where it would go. Because that, bull, that, that, that bullshit concept that they won't find a female uh, villain, uh, a credible threat, just kind of shows where the mindset of Marvel Comics was in the 80s. How about what if the spider protesters got what they wanted and they didn't like it? How about that one? Mm. How about uh, what if... Uh... Oh, I failed. I failed. <laughs> what J- if you failed? JR, you got a what if? Yeah. What if Norman Osborn had not become a villain? Mm. Ah, that's Ooh. good. That's good. That's good. Kevin, you got a what if? What if Zach Joyner really did discover the 12-inch Scarlet Spider? <laughs> <laughs> and he just spit it out. Uh, what? Part one. Oh, Have any of you read the Sandman or Neil Gaiman novels? Negative, sir. I imagine... Um, I, 
I have read some Sandman. It's actually, it's very well written. Uh, I just didn't get into it as a cult as most people did back, uh, back when it was being published. Okay. The cult of Sandman. Anybody else read them? I, I haven't. I thought it was about a dude with a green shirt, so. No, I never have. Yeah. They've been on my list for years. I just haven't gotten around to them yet. I'd love to. Uh, one aimed at me, despite your hatred of DC. I don't hate DC. I just don't read it. Do you still see the movies, and did you make an exception to read Watchmen? Yes, I enjoy the movies, with the exception of Batman and Robin. And I, I did read Watchmen. I liked it. Uh, I actually really love Batman and Robin. I feel sad. Well, you know, I liked uh, what's her name in the Batgirl suit because I always had a crush on her since Clueless. Alicia Silverstone. Silverstone. Yeah, humana, humana, humana. Uh, impressions. Uh, oh, good lord, we got to do this. Uh, Spidey <laughs> dude, do Sir Spidey. No one loves me. I'm gonna back a message board and slit my wrist and play in traffic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hack somebody's email and oh say God. that they're gay because I have issues with gay people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have to do Scrappy Zach, too. Primal. Wait, 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 Zach. Primal scream therapy. Look into it. You need to let this shit go. Okay, I, I don't remember. I, I'm supposed to do Scrappy Doo, but I don't know how Scrappy Doo talked. How does Scrappy Doo? Scrappy Doo. Oh, there. Oh, Scrappy Doo. Ah, um, <laughs> ah. Let's answer some message board questions, Scooby. Okay, Michael, do the whole. Oh God. Oh, smash! <laughs> That was really good. That was real good. That was very, yeah, very nice. Spider Girl, do Bat Girl. I hell out of my dog. I imagine. It's so Spider Girl, do Bat Girl, and can we watch? No, I'm sorry. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Bat Girl. Um, okay. Damn you, DC, for paralyzing me. They're very good. Okay, Jr. do Aunt May, and I don't want to watch. Uh, <laughs> Aunt May, huh? Yeah, mm. Aunt May. <laughs> All right. My two bananas are my bad. Mm. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right, Peter, you need to pull your pants down so I can give you this anima so you can go poopy. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> okay, I'll Kevin. Never sleep again. Kevin, do Gabriel Stacy. I'm gonna take a pass on that one. No, you can't do Gabriel. No, no, do, do the faceless the hell, man. Really? Do the faceless man. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to keep Spider Boy to a high quality here. He's got to work a little harder on my impressions. Well, do the, do the, the what? The faceless man? Yes. Yeah, do the faceless man then. Your creation, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> now nah, I'm taking a pass. He's gonna oh. have to give me something better next month. You little rip, 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 okay. wristed pussy. Okay, do Ms. Lion. <laughs> Miss Lion. Who's Miss Lion? Oh my God! <laughs> 1980s Spider-Man and his amazing friends, the little dog. All you had to do was huh? okay. Never watched that oh. show. Sorry. <laughs> uh, odd little fact: the the same guy that did Miss Lion also did Fred on. There's Miss Lion uh, right there. Did you hear it? <laughs> also did Fred, and he was also Megatron. It's okay. okay. Oh, Frank, Frank Welker, I think is his name. Yes. Oh, that, oh, wow. Now my dog's barking. That's awesome. All right. B-Dog from Canada. Uh, what up, guys and gal? Uh, um, my questions for this month are, everyone, what is your favorite era of Spider-Man? 1980s for me. Anybody JMS. else? JMS. Stella. Um, I actually would really like the 
slight Civil War era. I thought that was doing really well. JR, I think you said this before. Wasn't the 80s your favorite? Yeah, it was probably a toss-up between the Marv Wolfman era and the Roger Stern era on Amazing Spider-Man. And, I mean, uh, Zach, 90s Clone Saga, I'm betting. Yep. Yep. Uh, Question for me, why did you decide to create a Spider-Man site, and did you ever think you'd still be working on it today? Uh, no, I did not expect to be working on it today, and I created a Spidey site because I love Spider-Man. I thought there might be other people on the Internet that would like it. Little did I know that there were millions. <laughs> so that's why I created it. JR, what's better, Ozcorn or movie popcorn, and will I be become green if I eat it? Well, Ozcorn is better, but the only part that will be green if you eat it will be the part that stays erect for four hours. Oh, my <laughs> God. Wow, this is totally it's not crap. a side effect, it's a scheduling issue. Stella, Uncharted 2, are you as hyped up as I am? Straight up. <laughs> Kevin, who's your favorite colorist and artist in comics or web comics or motion comics? I just had the last part. <laughs> well, I know who he wants to say, so uh, I will, I'll give you a professional and not quite, but almost professional. Professionals, Rain Barreto is my favorite colorist, uh, the one that does all of Mike Diodato's stuff that's colored freaking beautifully. Uh, and artist would be Mike Diodato Jr. And the non-pros, but almost pros, colorist would be B-Dog himself. He does yeah. great work on our site. And artist would be Dion Hamill, uh, my friend that did the, the dead pitch with me. He's probably my favorite artist in the world. Yep. Zach, why do you think Stella picks on you so much? She really secretly loves me. It's True. Okay. Straight up. Mike, uh, do you think Nova, do you read Nova? If so, what are your thoughts? Um, I did read the original miniseries. Uh, well, not the original miniseries, but the miniseries for Annihilation, and I read the first couple issues of the regular series before I had to drop it. And I really liked it. I thought Annihilation was excellent. Mm-hmm. It was it was, it was, was a nice um, a, a nice little side thing that if you didn't want to read anything involving Civil War, you still got a very good story. And I'm, I'm reading Nova every month. Great book. Also, Guardians of the Ga- Galaxy. Awesome book, and War of Kings is really good, too. All right, Bailey, George Behrman wants you to rap right now, damn it, something old school. Okay, okay. <laughs> Give me a second to, to, right. to get into character. Okay. <clears throat> Base, how low can you go from death row? What's a brother know? Once again, back is the incredible Rom Animal, the incredible G Public Enemy number one. Pavo yell freeze, but I got none. Can I tell him that I never really had a gun? But it was the wax at the Terminator X fun. There you go. Wow. What? Bravo. Bravo. Uh, Michael Bailey, a wankster. Uh, Style Shift, congratulations on another birthday. First time posting questions from Style Shift. Uh, ladies first, Stella, hi. I've never heard you express your opinion of television. Are there any shows you really love right now? Wait, 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 wait. You didn't say Stella right. It's Stella! Hi. She's never heard that. But go ahead, Stella. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, during the summer, um, I really like to watch uh, The Closer, In Plain Sight, and Burn Notice. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's regular sort of seasonal, uh, like when fall starts, I always watch Smallville, um, Heroes, but I mean, I'm not as like a frequent watcher. Damages, I'm in love with. And, yeah, um, 
trying to think if there's anything else. I was always a fan of Alias and Gilmore Girls, but obviously those are done. So yeah, I always um, always have good shows to watch during the fall. I loved Alias. I, I just thought that was a great series. You Alias loved Alias because of Jennifer show. Garner, and nothing else. Well, that I, I do secretly love Jennifer Garner, but uh, it's, it's it's not out. secret. No, it's it's out. <laughs> secret. Okay, secret. Brad. What other comics are on your pull list? What other heroes do you really enjoy besides Spider-Man? Uh, on my pull list: Astonishing Spider-Man, Astonishing X-Men, Avengers Initiative, Black Panther, Cable, Captain America Reborn, Daredevil, Dark Avengers, Dark Reign List, Hulk, Dark Reign List, Punisher, Dark Reign Secret Wars, Dark Reign Wolverine, Dark Wolverine, Deadpool, 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 Fantastic Four, Ghost Riders, Guardian of the Galaxy, Hulk, uh, Hercules, Immortal Weapons, Marvel Divas. Straight up, Marvel Projects, Mighty Avengers, uh, Doctor Strange Masterworks, Models Inc., Ms. Marvel, New Avengers, New Mutants, Nova, Punisher, Punisher, Frank Castle, Secret Warriors, Son of Hulk, Sucks Ass, gonna drop it, Spider-Man Clone Saga, <laughs> Spider-Woman, Thunderbolts, The Torch, Ultimate Comics Armor Wars, Ultimate Comics Avengers, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, Uncanny X-Men, Vengeance of the Moon Knight, War Machine, Web of Spider-Man, Wolverine Origins, Wolverine Weapon X, X-Factor, X-Force, and X-Men and Legacy. That's my poll list. Anything Marvel publishes. Oh, good lord. That was a long answer. JR, great articles in your site. Please keep them coming. I've heard you recommend House of One of the Past Cast. What? I've heard you recommend Podcast. House of One. A lot of critics are saying. House. Oh, House. The TV show House. Oh, got it. You just didn't capitalize it. A lot of critics are saying the show is critically losing its magic. What do you think? Well, um, I've only been watching it uh, on USA USA reruns. I haven't been watching the most recent stuff, really. But I will tell you that I did not think that shifting the supporting cast away from uh, Jennifer Morrison and Jesse Spencer to Cal Penn uh, and uh, Number 13 and this other guy, that doesn't work for me at all. I, I, I thought that was a bad move. I would agree. I disagree. Uh, you disagree, really? Yeah, I've actually liked the new cast, and they've kept the old cast around. I thought it injected some new life into it, because those guys had been around so long, he had pretty much taught them everything, and they knew all his tricks, so he got new people to play with, and some of those characters were really interesting. Bailey, what do you think of Smallville's Matrix Superman for Season 9? I couldn't stop laughing uh, about the new costume that they kind of showed at the uh, San Diego, he said. Uh, I... I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually going to try to watch this season because they are putting him in something of a costume. I'm hoping this is uh, another step in the evolution. You know, you know, the easy thing is to sit there and make fun of it. And, and, and my first reaction was, wow, I remember back in the late 90s when we were talking about putting Superman in a black costume with another S, and everyone said it was a bad idea. But, you know... Really and truly, I'm not disappointed. I'm just going to see how it goes because uh, bitching about it does nothing. True. And I think it's going to be the last season, pretty much. <clears throat> well, they talked about doing season 10. Really? Yes, yeah. they are. Spidey Dude. Yes. Dude, what up? What do you think of Spider-Man? What up, brother? <laughs> Spider-Man 2099. Uh, he, he, was a good, he was a good character. I uh, never really got truly into the character, but... Uh, from everything I've read to everything I've heard, he wasn't a bad character. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kevin, uh, thank you for those great recommendations for Green Lantern. I picked up both Rebirth, and now I'm hooked. So you got another one, Kevin. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell as, yeah. As for my questions, you're, you're last because these questions are hard. Imagine you were a writer on Amazing Spider-Man. 
you're at the same OMD starting port, starting point the brain trust start at. You have certain boundaries under the Brevort Manifesto. What kind of stories would you tell? Also, now you have to do an interview on CBR or Newsarama. How would you defend one more day, a brand new day? <laughs> oh, that, uh, that Good is luck. Good luck. Well, I mean, I, I don't think I can answer this question on the fly. It would take a long time of trying to develop some stories that fit in with that. It certainly wouldn't be the Spider-Man stories that I want to tell. Um, I mean, I've, I certainly wouldn't turn down a job writing Amazing Spider-Man. Although I think I think we can all be pretty sure I'm not going to get one under this current uh, under this current reign. But uh, yeah, I would just have to spend a lot of time developing. I would certainly not go in the ways they have. I would probably. I would probably still try to use older uh, supporting cast members and stuff just to have some ties to continuity because continuity is my thing. But mm-hmm. it wouldn't be this. It wouldn't be the crawl space stories, and it wouldn't be the Spider-Man stories I want to tell. But you wouldn't turn the job down, I don't think. No, I mean I'd be a freaking moron <laughs> to be offered Amazing Spider-Man and turn it down, and no matter what the circumstances, I'm right. not that stupid. In, but. in that case, you kind of like Dan Slott. I mean, Dan, this you and Dan Slott share, share the same dream, except he's writing it and you're not. Um, he always yeah, wanted I mean, to write it, amazing. It, it wouldn't be the dream job that I, you know, that I want, but it, I don't know. It's Spider-Man, kind of. Yeah. Uh, six, six, six and a half. Uh, location: the <laughs> meth capital, California, which is not true. Missouri is the meth capital. No, uh, no, fool! States. You fool! Fool! It what is are you my talking hometown. About? It's my hometown. No, bro. no, no, no. Why this, does everybody no. want to be the meth capital? Well, you know, we want the tourists. <laughs> Uh, question for all: What characters outside of comics would you like to see Spider-Man team up with? Jr., we haven't heard from you in a while. What do you What do you think? Well, uh, I was thinking about that one, and then my uh, memory turned to the time that Marvel teamed up the X-Men with both generations of the Starship Enterprise crew, and mm-hmm. I thought that was incredibly lame. Yep. So I don't, <clears throat> I don't, I can't think, I cannot think of a single character. I would want to see Spider-Man teamed up with outside of comics. How about Spider-Man and Charlie Brown? We kind of have that in Ultimate Spider-Man with his Charlie Brown head. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like it's on the same level as the Punisher and Archie. Yeah, Um, I read that back in the day, too. Anybody got any good ideas for a team-up? How about Sidney Bristow? Spider-Man and Jane Eyre and Sidney Bristow, is that what you said? Yeah, there's at least something good to look at for you, Brett. There you go. Uh, uh, with the um, Gauntlet storyline coming up, what villains other than the main Ditko era villains would you like to see in it? Kane. Kane. Uh, what should be done with Carnage? Nothing. Nothing? Let him die. <clears throat> Let, leave him in space. Should we leave him in space, revamp him, or should we bring him back as he was? I don't mind him. I think he's good. I like Carnage. But The only way you can write Carnage is in a Max book. Really? Yeah, he's a killer. Yeah. Uh, if Spider-Man was in the DC Universe, what villains would you like to see him go against? What heroes would he interact best and worst with? D- Bailey, Kyle that's Rainer. all you. Um, I think, uh, let's see, any of Firestorm's villains, Kilver, so, uh, Killer Frost, who had cold powers. There was a, a character called Typhoon, who had water-based powers, so you have that. Mm-hmm. You know, really and truly... I, I wouldn't throw him up against any of of Batman's or Superman's villains, uh, simply because Batman villains are, are more psychologically driven. Yeah, and it, it seems to me that they belong with Batman. But there's a lot of really great villains in the DC universe that are underused. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like a let's see, 
who would be a really good DC villain for Spider-Man to go up against? I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Donald Mark from the Arkham Asylum. He says, happy anniversary. Thank you, sir. Uh, to Brad, what media interpretation of the symbiote, symbiote and Venom do you like the best? I got to go with number three. I thought uh, I thought Topher Grace did a good job. He's the dark side of Spider-Man. That's what he should always be. And too bad he wasn't in the movie very much. But I think the movie was the best interpretation. Uh, to Michael Bailey, have you seen Sp- Superman Doomsday? And if so, what did you think about it? I, um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, you know, they played with uh, some of the the aspects of the original, but you really couldn't have adapted Reign of the Superman into an eighty minute movie. Uh, my my biggest problem was they drew these lines on Superman's face yeah. that looked like he was constantly like like he had just been stung by a bee <laughs> and needed to go to the hospital. To, to, to get nice. Nice. The best part of that DVD, though, to me, was the the featurette that showed all of the people that were working on Superman during the death of and reign of storylines, and it was because re- that is my era of Superman, and it was really neat to hear Mike Carlin and Roger Stern and Louise Simonson and Jerry Ordway and Dan Jurgens all talk about it from the perspective of 15 years later. Yep. To Kevin, same question, but switch with Green Lantern First Flight. What'd you think of it? I went ahead and uh, watched it on demand so I can answer this question. Uh, it was it was okay. It was decently entertaining. Uh, there were some great like Victor Garber as Sinestro was made of awesome. He was fantastic. Um, but you know they picked and chose among the the mythos kind of like I guess you would have to for a short movie. But I wasn't sure about some of the choices they made. I mean I didn't like Sinestro killing somebody with a Green Lantern ring. It didn't really work for me. But uh, it what'd was you, okay. What did you think of Milani? I think is his name from SVU doing the voice. Uh, I don't know. He was. I think I see where they're trying to go with Hal Jordan, because um, he was like Ryan Reynolds is too much with the jokes, and this guy sounded like he was too much just sarcastic. But he did an okay job. Yeah. It's just not the voice that I would expect to hear coming out of Hal Jordan. To Stella, are there any teenage heroes, DC or Marvel, that you're a fan of? Um. Well, now they've like got grown so much older, so I wonder if they're still considered. From Marvel, I really like Patriot, and um, I believe her name is Hawkeye. Uh, she wears oh, purple. Yeah. 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 Uh, and from DC, I was just a really big fan of the Teen Titans. I thought the newest incarnation of them was, like, spot on. I thought it was well-written and everything. So, who's, uh, who's Patriot again? Is that the Captain America? Yeah, he's the African-American. Yeah, from yeah. Young Avengers. Okay. Uh, to Zach, if nothing else happens to come from the Clone Saga miniseries, are there any elements that you would like to see carried over to the current continuity, i.e. Peter using Ben's costume, fighting with impact webbing, and the Stingers, Aunt May trying to figure out who Ben Riley was? Oh, that would be nice, the last one, but it won't happen. Mm-hmm. Because remember, she's trying to figure out who her, her, real, her family is from the annual. So. <laughs> um, Peter using Ben's costume? No. I don't like that. Uh, fighting with the impact webbing and Stingers? He yeah. used the Stingers in Identity Crisis. Uh, he, I think he should use the impact webbing. I think the impact, he uses actually, them in the movie, the impact webbing, when he's fighting, uh, Harry Osborne, the little yeah. balls and stuff that he shoots. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, yeah, yes and no. The balls work, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't wrap around them. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Shut uh, up. Shut all up. Right, all right. All right. The balls work. Uh, to JR, have there been any other comic book characters you've followed besides Spider-Man and the Punisher, or have you always just stuck with those two? 
Oh, no. There have been others. Um, when I was a teenager, I really enjoyed Marvel's Micronauts series, although I felt it kind of ran out of gas um, in the first three years or so. That was uh, a Bill Mantlo series, mm-hmm. by the way. Yep. Uh, when I got older, uh, I'm almost embarrassed to admit this because it is my guilty pleasure, I have the entire run of Strangers in Paradise, hmm. all three volumes. Like Terry Moore, I think. Oh, yes. Okay, Jr., you have officially surprised me because <laughs> I never would have. I never would have guessed that. That, that was my guilty pleasure. Nice. I discovered. I discovered that when I was doing reviews for George's and Alex Hamby's Hero Realm several years ago. Mm-hmm. I was picking up different comics that I didn't usually read. I tried to pick up the indie ones, and I discovered Strangers in Paradise and. I like the crime elements more than the soap opera elements, but uh, I think Terry Moore actually does very good crime stories. Uh, yeah. And then uh, one more was uh, that I discovered during that run, which was it was called Gunsmith Cats, and mm. it was about two women who own a gun shop and get in all sorts of violent adventures. It's nice, awesome. That that well, that should be a topic for a future show. Run, complete runs we own that we're embarrassed of. That'd be a good question. I like that. <laughs> Crazy Chris, uh, our buddy from uh, Denver, says, Kevin, even though you make a conscious effort to criticize the work and not the people, do you ever worry that Kevin the podcaster, brutally honest criticism might burn bridges for Kevin the aspiring Marvel writer? That's uh, a good, well, that's a good question, by the way. That's a very good question. Um, I hope not. <laughs> I think these guys really have thicker skins than uh, a lot of people might assume they do. But really, uh, I could just shut up and try to toe the company line just hoping to get a job. But it's it's the same thing when I started writing Crawl Space because before I, uh, I wanted to just hoard those stories for when I eventually write Amazing Spider-Man, but I realized it was really arrogant for me to think that I will ever write Amazing Spider-Man, and it's it's really arrogant for me to think that I'm ever going to write for Marvel. I just basically, I have to say what I think, you know? Uh, yeah. I have a good time on this podcast. Uh, people seem to enjoy all of us on this podcast, and I wouldn't have any reason to be here if I didn't give my real opinions. Um, I do try to keep it to the work and not the people. Uh, mm-hmm. I realized maybe about a year ago that I was maybe a little bit too harsh, um, not necessarily on the work, but just the way I presented what I thought, and I try. I made a conscious effort to change that, and sometimes I don't live up to that. I have listened to podcasts and thought, you know, I really wish I wouldn't have said that, but I get into a zone with these guys where I'm just talking to my friends, and sometimes I forget it's being recorded and put out to the world. But, yeah. uh, you know, I think, honestly, um, as much as I would love to write there and work there, um, all respect to Steve Wacker, I doubt I'm going to get a job in the Spider-Man office while he's around just because we disagree so much on him. And that's not yeah. because uh, of what I say on the podcast, but just because we don't see eye to eye, and I don't think it would benefit him to hire a writer who, who thinks so differently about it. So I really hope it doesn't it doesn't hurt me in any way, and I think these guys have more class than that. But really, I don't the think they want with... Uh, I don't think they want to hire a guy that's two-faced either, if you were just yeah. blowing smoke up their ass. Yeah, well, and the other the other side of the coin is the stuff I've done online with uh, with the crawl space, both uh, the podcast and some stuff on the message board uh, has gotten me uh, has gotten my name out there. Yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of 
I have people that call themselves fans of me now, which is which is an amazing thing for me, and I can't believe that's that people do that. Uh, and also, several of the uh, professionals know who I am, know my name. So, it's on one hand they might know my name as somebody that's critical of them, but on the other hand, uh, they wouldn't know my name at all otherwise. So, yeah, I guess there's a lot of sides to it, and I hope it doesn't hurt me in the long run. Uh, Berserker Fury 819 from Detroit, Michigan says, Zach, since we can't bait Wacker, what's up with Marvel's double standard of get over it when they didn't get over the marriage? It just seems really disingenuous to me. Well, I mean, it is what it is to use a Bill Parcells old coach for the Dallas Cowboys phrase. Um, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to, they want you to get over it. And there's a lot of people that, that are not going to get over it. Um, Looking at the uh, the the sales of of, uh, of the books, it's, it's shown that there's a lot of people that haven't gotten over it. In fact, there are a lot of people that have dropped it. Um, you know, just basing off their direct market sales. So we don't know. Um, it is. I, mean, it, I could. You're right. It is a double standard, but it is. Like I say, it is what it is. It's the best answer I can give. Cool. Uh, JR, it's been implied that Norman is getting his memories back. Do you think he'll get his real memories back or altered brand new day timeline memories? Well, first of all, everybody's going to have brand new day timeline memories because no one is going to remember that Peter and Mary Jane were married. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, will he remember that Peter is Spider-Man? Well, inevitably he will. I'm sure they'll bring that back for him someday. But, uh, no, everybody's, everybody's going to have brand new day memories. Uh, Stella, with MJ still knowing who Peter is, do you think she has her real memories, or is it just another carrot in order to try and entice us Deltas back to the title? We don't. I know would like to think that she has her real memories back, and perhaps they're actually going to start to address what she whispered in Mephisto's ear. Mm-hmm. But like all of us who were there from the beginning and went through that annual that we don't speak of with Jackpot, and uh, even though we were teased that it could be Mary Jane, it wasn't. So I think it could go either way. The way I want it to go is that, yes, she does have her real memories back, but I feel like the way Marvel does it, it probably is just sort of a red herring. Uh, Mike, what's more awesome, zombie Martian Manhunter or zombie Aquaman? What's he talking about? Zombie Martian Manhunter. I am a big fan of John Jones. Okay. And the the, the issue, (laughs) uh, Green Lantern number 44 was just a really great way of, of dealing with him coming back as a Black Lantern. For Mike and Kevin, just how much do you think X-Men Necrosha uh, Necro- is a ripoff of Black Knight? Um, well, you know, it's funny. I was, I was, uh, what is the X-Men to... Necrosha, by the way? Uh, it's the an zombies. X-Force uh, legacy and New Mutants crossover they're doing where uh, a villain named Selene is bringing back all the dead mutants on uh, Genosha, which, you know, is a very similar idea to Black as Night. Um the funny thing is, I was willing to give this, uh, you know, all benefit of the doubt, and then I read a, an interview with the guys, and they said, well, yeah, it's a really similar idea, but, you know, we came up with it two years ago. So, uh, basically, they came up with it at the exact time that Blackest Night was announced, two years ago. <laughs> and uh, it reminds me of uh, Kristen Simon is an editor for Shadowline, and uh, she has a thread about, you know, submitting to Shadowline on her message board, and somebody said... Is it okay if I uh, submit an idea for a comic that's exactly like something that's already been published, but I had the idea first? And she came back and said, surely you're kidding. <laughs> it doesn't matter who has the idea first. They got to it first. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'll, I'll 
I'll see, but the, their comment about, well, we had this idea two years ago sounds like they are trying to excuse a ripoff. Yeah. That's a bad excuse. And finally, he has a compliment for me about hosting a wonderful site that we can all voice our opinions. And I love hanging out here, and everyone on the board is awesome. So thank you, sir. And that is our last question. So five hours later, we got through everything. <laughs> Any final comments before I hit the stop button? What do you guys think? Uh, happy anniversary. Thank you, Brad, for this site, this podcast, and the opportunity to be on here every month. It's a lot of fun. I've loved the past three years, and I can't believe it's been three years already. I know. It's flown by. It is flown by, guys. As somebody that's been here from the beginning as one of the quote-unquote originals, the additions we've made have been uh, have been fantastic. JR being the first, uh, Stella, then, of course, the Mike Bailey. Um, Brad, you're, you're awesome. Um uh, and if we want to get to recommendations, uh, I do want to recommend um, <laughs> Crawl Space number. I totally forgot recommendations before I hit the stop button. Here, real quick, Zach, what's your recommendations for the well, month? Well, Kevin hasn't come out with his new his new uh, issue yet, but I'm going to recommend um, Blackest Night. Number two is awesome. I've only been yeah. reading the miniseries. I'm not reading the actual tie-ins. I'm just reading the miniseries, and it's been good. Cool. JR, any recommendations this month? What do you got? Well, it's actually a place. Um, okay. I was with Washington, D.C. at a conference not too long ago, and I got a chance to visit the American Museum of Crime and Punishment. Oh. Uh, it costs 20 bucks to get in, unfortunately, but for crime buffs, it's well worth it. The first floor is devoted to the world's most notorious or history's most notorious criminals. The second floor is devoted to the tools of crime fighting, including the... Um, uh, lie detector, forensic science, and good old Sparky. And then the <laughs> third floor is the actual set of America's Most Wanted. So oh. uh, it's a crime fan bonanza. But like I said, it costs 20 bucks to get in. So nice. that's my recommendation. Kevin? Uh, well, Blackest Night was going to be one of my recommendations. Um, it's kind of obvious because I'm a Green Lantern fan, but I was really, really impressed with the first issue of it. So uh, I'll add to Zach's recommendation on that. Pick up Blackest Night. Uh, my second one, if you're ordering uh, two months ahead online like we are uh, in this month's previews, there's a one-shot from Dark Horse called Sugar Shock. Uh, it's by Joss Whedon. It was uh, something he did on the MySpace Dark Horse Presents, and I read it when it was online, and it is it is freaking hilarious. For people that say they love, uh, you know, fun in comics, you've got to check this one out. It's, I've rarely laughed so hard at a comic. It's just a one-shot, so it's not much of a commitment. So pick up Sugar Shock by Joss Whedon. Uh, and I'll recommend one TV show, mm-hmm. uh, one I never thought I'd recommend, but I've been impressed by, uh, Dark Blue. Uh, TNT started this new show called Dark Blue five weeks ago. Um, it's got no relation to the Kurt Russell movie because that's what I was thinking too. But uh, it's you know about an undercover, a police undercover unit. And the first two episodes were honestly crappy. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be dropping the show, but the two episodes after that, man, they started delving into uh, character and really getting what these people are about. And I've been very impressed since then. So I would definitely check out Dark Blue. Does it, as Michael Bailey just wrote, does it have Norman in it? <laughs> it's a dark rain no, crossover I... television show. <laughs> if that's what's going to make you watch it, then yes, absolutely. <laughs> cool. Anything else, Kevin? I think that's all for the month. Mr. Bailey? Uh, I'm going to recommend a novel 
mm-hmm. because I reread it recently because I was talking about it with some people at work. Animal Farm by George Orwell. Wow. Uh, wow. A good very book. good a very good allegory on communism and uh, basically having a, a farm in England stand in for Russia during the communist uh, revolution. So uh, I, I really recommend that. I read it when I was 13. I've read it a bunch of times since then. Uh, I'm going to recommend a movie, Dr. No. Oh, yeah, uh, the, of course. The first James Bond film. Uh, I have recently signed I've recently signed up for Netflix, and there are a bunch of the John, James Bond films I have not seen, so I'm really trying. I'm really wanting to get into that, so I'm going to watch them all in order. What do you and think watch- of uh, what's her name, Ursula? Ursula Andress Come, coming yeah, out of she- the water, dude. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this at the re- uh, at the risk of sounding like a sexist pig. There was not a bad-looking woman in that entire film, <laughs> even the woman at the beginning that was delivering mes- a message from one guy to another. Yeah. So, um, anyways, uh, but it, it was very good. It, it, if if you are a fan of James Bond being just kind of a bastard, this is the one you <laughs> want to see, uh, at least as far as I know. And as far as comics go, I'm going to go ahead and recommend Codename Patriot from the Super uh, that is running through the Superman books right now. It was it, it started off very well in World of New Krypton, so you can just follow all of the Superman books. They have a little uh, triangle numbering thing, so you can you know what what is part one and part two. But the Superman books have been pretty interesting, and this looks to be like. A really good payoff for people who have been sticking with it for the past six months. Nice. All right, Stella, what do you got? (laughs) What? (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) You're right. I couldn't even. I'm sorry. I'll have to say that for another podcast. Um, It was another counterpart coming through. Okay. (laughs) For my literature uh, recommendation, I would like to recommend Wuthering Heights by Emily Bronte. it was slightly disappointing, but it sort of sticks with me um, just because it was it got me so angry at some points. So I don't think – I think some of the greatest novels actually get you really revved up. Um, I do not recommend the miniseries Immortal Weapons. It was terrible. I was reading the first issue. Aww. I had to stop, and I put it away. Aww. Do not read that. And uh, for Really? I, I was looking forward to that because Iron Fist ended pretty good, I thought. It did, but yeah. yeah, Immortal Weapons, not so much. Oh. I mean, I'd like to see what your opinion is on it. But, okay. Um, but I am excited about Captain America Reborn. I read that since the last show when Michael was talking about it. So I pumped for that, and I could not believe that I had just finished reading Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut, and here there was a direct uh, quote from it in that issue. So. Wow. Okay. Uh, I have a toy, a comic, a video game, and a website. Uh, and food. And, no, no food this time. No food. Cheez-Its. <laughs> Cheez-Its, yeah, feel free. By the way, speaking of, I'm looking <laughs> at a box of Cheez-Its on my desk. It's odd. JR, did you do the mail-in order for the, Ca- the Captain Kirk's T-shirt on Cheez-Its? No? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't do any of that, no. Okay, well, you can get, what, gold shirt. I'm, it's funny, I'm looking at a box of Cheez-Its right now. Anyway, uh, the toy. Uh, if you go to Walmart, like I do, like every week, unfortunately... Uh, you'll see uh, Mighty Mugs, you know, those little voodoo-looking dolls that are made like marvels. Uh, they're on clearance, so if you uh, want to pick up some for real cheap, like uh, 7 8 bucks, you can get You can hide your weed there, too. 
Yeah. Excuse me? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm wow. kidding. Anyway, so, I picked up a uh, Wolverine for like five bucks, a Doc Ock for six or seven. And they're cute little things. I put them on my comic book boxes. They look really neat. So Mighty Mugs. Also, if you go to HasbroToyShop.com, you can pick them up. They're a little bit more expensive there. Uh, let's see. Uh, the comic <laughs> War of Kings is great. That miniseries where the Inhumans are fighting the... Uh, the Kree or, or the Star Jammers are with it and everything. It's a big outer space brouhaha. <laughs> and, uh, the, uh, side books, Nova and Guardians of the Galaxy are great. So pick up War of Kings. And the, and I have something DC related that I'm gonna recommend. Are you guys ready for this? <gasps> something, something DC related. Uh, on the PS3, you can download a demo of Batman Arkham Asylum. Downloaded it, took about an hour, but it was, it's awesome. I'm really looking forward to the game. It's basically the Joker has taken over Arkham Asylum, and you're Batman. You're Batman. You have to go in with your PS3 and fight the hell out of Arkham Asylum. So I enjoyed that. And also, I'm, I'm gonna shock you guys. I went to Best Buy and I bought Green Lantern, uh, direct to DVD movie. I bought it. Are you guys shocked? (gasps) A little bit. There's and Green no. Lantern in your house. You're not shocked. I have I have no. a Green Lantern product in my home. You you buy you buy the DC animated movies, Brad. I knew this. I, I know, but I just I don't. You think should have saved your money and bought the Rebirth trade. <laughs> you failed. Uh, damn! I didn't fail you on your recommendations of hiding your weed. Look, look. He's talking about Green Lantern. Everyone, shut the fuck up. It's what we've been waiting for. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, just for the little kids listening, don't do weed. Uh, <laughs> I also uh, website recommendation of Facebook for the crawl space. We've got three different uh, sections on Facebook that you can join up and add us as a friend. There's uh, the crawl space for the main page. If you want to be a fan of that, you can add that. If you want to be a fan of Kevin's comic, there's a crawl space uh, comic Facebook page. And there's also a Facebook page of the podcast if you want to be a fan of that. So just type in Spider-Man in your Facebook search bar and you will find us all. So that is it, gang. Happy anniversary. <laughs> it really has been great. 